Hey, this is Aaron Walker, View from the Top. You're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Businesses. Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Episode 133. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kalen features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kalen Amadio. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business, episode 133. I'm the boomer gal, Kalen Amadio. Act Local Marketing every week. Here, I share a strategy with you called Today's Takeaway. I'm going to give you at least one action item that you could walk away with right now to implement, and it'll help you grow your business. And you know, I always invite a special guest expert to help you with various aspects of the growth of your business. And today's guest is an accomplished entrepreneur and a CPA. He's going to share some important finance-related tidbits for your business. So please stay tuned. We talk about many things here on Act Local Marketing, but rarely do we discuss growing your business from a a finance perspective. I'm normally marketing-oriented, right? I may have told you before that the first aspect of my business that I moved off my plate was the bookkeeping. I am not a bookkeeper. I will never be a bookkeeper. I'm bad at it. Not to mention, I really don't like it. So it was a no-brainer for me to find a bookkeeper as my first foray into bringing someone other than myself into what started as a sole proprietorship. So let's get to today's takeaway. I promised you an action item that you could walk away with now that's going to help you grow your business. And here it is. You know I like to share articles with you that help make my point. Here's one from Account Temps, which is a Robert Half company. It's titled, Five Things to Consider When Hiring a Bookkeeper. Appropriate, no? So, number one, essential tasks. Your bookkeeper needs certain skills to do the essential tasks of the job. They need to be able to reconcile bank statements, process payroll if you have it, uh, do your accounts payable and receivable. In other words, you know, take in the money and pay the money out, right? And they need to be able to update the journal entries, the actual books, if you will. Number two is uh, industry experience. Some industries have very specific requirements. So finding a bookkeeper familiar with, for example, how a law firm or an architecture firm does billing versus a bookkeeper who is versed in retail business can make a difference. So keep that in mind. Number three professional certification. Bookkeepers are not legally required to be licensed by the U.S. government, but there are voluntary programs that they can take and they receive a certification from. So ask your potential candidates if they have any certifications. Uh, that's it, whether That may or may not matter to you, right? But uh, it's at least a good way to sort of put in your pros and cons column if you're comparing more than one person for the job. Now, number four are professional memberships. So all industries have professional associations. Again, if that matters to you, ask if your candidates have uh, or are active members in any kind of professional associations. And the fifth is transparency. So listen to this one carefully. See, a good bookkeeper will want you to have access to your books, and they'll make it easy for you to review them or to query any entries. So do your due diligence with your candidates and make sure that they don't have any problem with 
your books being available to you at any time you feel like looking through them. And this normally ends up being uh, some sort of cloud solution so that no matter what computer you're at, what computer they're at, you each equally have access to the books. Hiring an outside bookkeeper is a big step in building your business. After all, you are opening your financials to a stranger, so they need to be trustworthy and they need to understand your goals as a business. Drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com and I can help you find resources to get the books in order. More importantly, listen to my guest today because he is a wealth of information on this subject, no pun intended, and that is today's takeaway. So please contact me. Find me on the interwebs, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, you know the drill. Follow me so that I can get to know you better. And please tell your social media followers about Act Local Marketing. You can always subscribe to the podcast. If you do, leave me a review on iTunes. Those reviews are really important to me, and they help me propel my podcast forward. They help me build my business, and I thank you for that. It's time for a short break. But when we do come back, my guest today, Joe DiChiara, is here. And he's stepping to the front of the room. He's ready. So stay tuned. I feel so close to you right now. Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Ag Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And I want to introduce you to a new guest today, Joe DiChiara. He is an accomplished CPA slash entrepreneur with over 30 years of solid business experience. And I would venture to say that if he's got over 30 years of experience, he must be a baby boomer like me. But that might be a topic for another podcast, as you well know. So having worked in the trenches with thousands of small businesses while successfully starting, buying, and selling several of his own companies, he truly understands what being an entrepreneur is all about. In the late 1990s, Joe was at the forefront of the QuickBooks revolution and rapidly expanded his practice by providing QuickBooks training and support for small businesses. By 2002, he sold his first accounting practice to focus on the possibilities of the internet. So he studied web design, programming, and database development. Integrating both his accounting skills and technical knowledge, Joe developed Pro Bookkeepers, Inc., 
an online bookkeeping system that reduces the time that CPAs need to operate their accounting practice by over 50% while reducing client costs by up to 25%. In 2007, he began teaching his system to people with no prior bookkeeping skills, and several of his students actually successfully launched their own bookkeeping businesses as a result. Now, in 2010, Joe began to develop a new philosophy, his 13 principles for success, which are called, of course, Joe DiChiara's Entrepreneur Success System, is being taught to emerging entrepreneurs throughout the U.S., his latest enterprise is Bedrock Bookkeepers Online Academy, and that is where he once again is teaching individuals a wide range of subjects from basic bookkeeping to starting and running a successful business. Joe DiChiara's goal is to create the H&R block of bookkeeping and have a positive impact on millions of small businesses and individuals that want to work from home. He is a published author, speaker, and coach. He has a passion for helping people succeed in business and believes that the American dream is still alive and well. Joe, welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Good morning, Kale, and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm glad that you had time for us today. I'm always grateful when people can make time to talk to my audience here at Act Local. So I gave people a, a really good outline of what I call your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, you know, how you came to be doing what you're doing today. But I, I have a specific question for you in lieu of, of asking you to expand on that. And that is, why did you decide to leave the, the or not leave, because you didn't really leave it, but why did you sort of look away from the CPA and accounting world and get interested in what was going on on the internet? What drew you there? You know, that that's a great question, Kaylin. <laughs> And I could attribute it to, to the fact that I believe that entrepreneurs are born. And from a young age, you know, I was the guy that, you know, had the paper routes. I, I sold stuff to, to neighbors, the lemonade stand. So I could attribute it to the fact that I'm an entrepreneur first. And I was actually tricked into becoming a CPA by my father. <laughs> That is a great way to say it. And I'm sure you're not alone. You, you know, uh, literature is full of sons who, who followed the path that their, their father wanted them to follow, right? And daughters that followed the path that their mother wanted them to have. But Absolutely. you're right. See, I, I agree with you that entrepreneurs are born. I, I can look back at, at my personal life, and I was the kid that was knocking on the neighbor's door saying, do you have any odd jobs that I could do? Yeah. Right. You know, I just went door to door. And then it was later on that I bought into the whole go to college, get a profession, go to work for a company and never understanding. Why does this not feel quite right? Why do I keep wanting to move and go do something else and learn something else? What's wrong with me? A absolutely. You know, I, I actually thought something was wrong with me. I could never really work for anybody for a long period of time. And I thought it was a personality defect only to find out later on it was my entrepreneurial bent yep. you know and uh, actually Steve Jobs had the same thing I just watched his the the movie with Ashton Kushner and he he said you know I just can't work for anybody yeah it's it's a uh, maybe it is a personality defect I don't know we'll let the psychologists <laughs> tell us that but um, yeah it's something in you 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 know I like to say I, I want to be the boss of me so even yes. though I when you're an entrepreneur, you're still working for other people because you build a client base, you know. And yes. But there's something about it that's different than having a job. They feel different, you know. The, Absolutely. I'm wiggling my shoulders. You can't see me, but it's like a physical thing, you know. It, it just feels oh, different when it's, it's on you. It's ingrained in us. Yeah. It's what our purpose is. And if you think about it, if it wasn't for people like us, uh, the world wouldn't be where it is. I mean, think about if Thomas Edison and Henry Ford, uh, who were called, uh, people thought they were they were crazy. They thought that they were insane. Uh, where would we be without people like that? Sure. I mean, there's that famous story about Edison where he developed the light bulb something like 10,000 times, and, and people would ask him, why do you keep, you know, doing this 
same thing over and over again when it doesn't work. And what did he say? I've just learned, you know, 10,000 ways not to do it. Yeah, people looked at it as you failed 10,000 times. He said, no, I was successful in finding out how it didn't work. Yeah, right. And it's, it's a- that mindset, you know, and uh, I'm a student of uh, a gentleman named Larry Broughton, who was a very successful entrepreneur. And, you know, I listen to people. I'm a great student. And Larry always says, you know, tenacity is the key to success. And Thomas Edison was definitely tenacious. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. (laughs) (laughs) So from your experience and working with all the small businesses that you have, what do you see as the biggest obstacles that small businesses are facing now? You know, that's pretty easy, and it, it all it comes down to mindset. Mm. You know, I, I uh, wrote a book called The Six Myths of Business Failures, and I'm actually re, republishing it. Uh, I actually tweaked it a little, and, and Larry Broughton added a... Uh, a chapter on tenacity and I didn't plan on even you know segueing into that but uh, you know the old ways of thinking just don't apply anymore you know blaming the economy I don't have enough capital that's one of the biggest uh, misconceptions people think that they need you know a hundred grand uh, to start a business successfully and, and it's it's that old mindset that that uh, keeps businesses from from succeeding today it's so hard to shed those old ways though if if that's what you were trained to believe is the model for success absolutely and i was one of those people i was one of those people that thought you know it's who you know it's not what you know it's who you know uh you know the biggest reason businesses fail is lack of capitalization uh, you know, those things are still true to some extent, uh, but they're not the reasons why people don't succeed. You know, and I don't like to say, you know, people fail, because really the only failure is when you give up. You know, like if Thomas Edison gave up after the first couple of tries, I wouldn't have this light bulb maybe right, <laughs> in right. front of me. But, uh, well, that's where the tenacity comes in. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's necessary. So as a CPA, and I'll tell you that that I'm an engineer, okay, by education. Okay. We use the so, same side of the brain, I think. <laughs> right. So numbers do not scare me at all. Numbers feel very friendly to me. Okay. But I've often told people that once you put a dollar sign in front of a number and just two decimals after the, you know, the decimal point two digits after the decimal point i get completely befuddled by it there's and i know that's psychological right yes so what what should the role of the accountant be in my business you know this is i'm glad you asked that because it's so important uh and i know we don't have enough time to get into the whole history of of the profession and uh but let me tell you, you know, when I got into accounting, we were still doing stuff with a lead pencil mm. and accounting paper. And the the role of the accountant was clear, you know. Yeah. It was, you know, to guide the business owner, to crunch the numbers. And also the role of the bookkeeper was clear. So the small business owner never even fathomed doing their own books, Okay. So this uh, this very powerful program came on the scene called QuickBooks, and into it was masters at marketing. And what they did was they sold people on the concept of you could save money by doing your own books. Right. So what happened was in the interim, the role of the accountant got got skewed. Uh, it, you know, and that was one of the reasons why I sold my accounting practice because I was jaded because actually what my clients looked at me as was these the software consultant. Uh. I was no longer the guy crunching the numbers and trying to guide them. And today, unfortunately, you know, that's, you know, 
I could see a trend going back to what the accountant should be. And so now I'll actually answer your question. The accountant, number one, should be looking backwards to get to, to understand the trends in the business. So that's where we're the historians. Okay. But the, uh, you know, what I believe a proactive accountant should be taking those numbers and guiding that small business to where they're supposed to be going or where they want to go. Okay. So that's what I believe the role of the accountant should be to, to guide the business owner to, to the future, which is what it used to be. Right. So the accountant will play a key role in putting together a business plan, would you say? Not necessarily, you know, I don't believe in formal business plans anymore. Okay. Uh, you know, you do need a business plan, uh, and it, but it always starts with uh, this term called, you know, begin with the end in mind. Mm. You know, when you do a business plan, you're sitting down and putting arbitrary numbers based on, you know, assumptions, and, and it just, it, it doesn't work. Uh, but let me tell you the, the most, if I can pinpoint this, as far as the accountant's role, it always comes down to cash flow for a small business. So the accountant should be helping the small business owner not only generating more cash flow by giving them, you know, revenue ideas and, and stuff to, to generate more revenue, but, you know, reducing expenses and increasing efficiency. So, you know, my real job is to project cash flow for, for businesses. Okay, so, so you're taking a very detailed look at the business, uh, the business's financials. Absolutely. And really making recommendations based on where that client says they want to take that business on how they can get there. I, I didn't realize that, a, that accountants, that that was the role of the accountant, quite frankly. I think of the accountant, you know, from my personal standpoint where you know they're doing my taxes yeah at the end and, of the year right and that you know to me that's important but that's really an administrative task mm -hmm. uh, what i do is i do year-round tax planning i don't take my clients and and meet them in february or march and say oh this is how much you owe in taxes Right. You know, business is fluid. It keeps, every time you do a transaction, your, your financial statements change. Yeah, right. So I need to be, so I do what I call real-time accounting. None of my clients are more than a month behind in their books. Most of them, you know, the larger ones, we're actually keeping their books up to date with each transaction. Okay. Interesting. So let me ask you a question. I'll tell you, as a starting out as a solopreneur when I first started my business, right? And I, I have um, assistants that help me now, but I don't have a full time employee. But the first thing that I got off my plate as a business owner, since I explained to you my my phobia of the dollar sign, is I got a bookkeeper, right? Excellent. Because I found it so. Um, it just didn't feel right to be talking to a client and dreaming about, you know, their marketing and where can we take this business and where can it go and let's brainstorm and then have to turn around in another week and say, oh, by the way, you didn't pay your invoice. Here's an invoice. Would you please hand me a check? It, there was something about those two things that I could not reconcile, to use a, a bookkeeping term. So the first thing that I did was hire a bookkeeper to do the invoicing, to chase the money, to be the bad guy, so that I could be the good guy, you know, that was always saying, let's let's put this together, how are we going to grow? You know, let's keep doing, 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 and moving this thing forward. So for small business owners who are still under the misnomer that they can do everything, and I agree with you, they shouldn't be doing everything not everyone should be a bookkeeper for their business unless that's your forte unless you, unless go ahead joe an accountant yes oh I, I lost you there for a second yeah unless you're an accountant or a bookkeeper right so <clears throat> yeah what should a small business expect to 
have to pay a bookkeeper to be keeping track of that aspect of a business and an accountant or can they be the same person or should they be two different people uh, you know walk us through that a little bit Wow, that, that's a great question, Kaylin. And uh, I commend you on your uh, your willingness to, to step uh, back a little and hand that off to somebody because that's a big uh, that's a big step for a small business owner. And it, it does go back to the, the psychology of money. And I equate it to it's almost like letting somebody uh, rummage through your 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 underwear drawer. You know, because now yeah, it's you're exposing you're, you're exposing your finances and you know the the fear of being judged and all of that. Mm-hmm. But again, that goes back to what I originally said was the mindset uh, obstacle. Right. So you know, as far as and, and I'm get, coming across this a lot because people don't even know what they're paying their accountant for. All they know is they trust the person, they like him, and they haven't been in any kind of trouble, <laughs> which is not a good way to, to, to gauge anything. It's the truth because, you know, I never got it. I never landed a client that was happy with their accountant and everything was up to date. I get the clients that have run into a problem because their accountant didn't do their job. But you don't find out that your accountant hasn't done their job until about two years too late. Mm. Okay, but I'm getting off track here. But, you know, so what should you be paying a bookkeeper and an accountant? First, let me address the, you know, do-it-yourself concept, which I used to be totally, totally against. But as I study entrepreneurs and what their needs are, you know, the truth is when you first started, uh, you have, you know, you got to focus on revenue and you probably didn't have enough money to hire a bookkeeper and, you know, a proactive right off the bat. So, you know, you probably got to start out doing your own bucks. You know, the concept, so when you first start out as a, 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 what I call a micro business, it's a good idea to understand the process and you're going to start keeping your own records. Okay, so you're not, you're not paying a bookkeeper right off the bat. Okay, but when you get to about, I'd say 20 to 25 transactions a month, you really need to let, let that go. And I like this, uh, the quote that my friend James Malinchuk uh, has in, in his CD uh, where he says, anything I could hire somebody to do for 10 to $100 an hour that I can dish off to somebody, I do it. And he said that he did that even when he didn't have any money for the simple fact, and I'll use you as an example, you don't make money doing bookkeeping. Exactly. You make money doing marketing so if you're sitting there doing your own books and it's taking you two hours you know uh you need to start looking at that how much is your time worth so now with with my system you know bookkeepers can you know you could start with a bookkeeper as low as 15 or 20 dollars an hour wow yeah and because in the beginning, you really don't need somebody that has 30 years of experience. You know, so when I train my bookkeepers, they're in a position to actually do a small business's books. Now, that being said, with my Bedrock Bookkeepers Online Academy, my bookkeeping system, I'm overseeing them. So you need the bookkeeper, but now, and. So now you ask the question, should the accountant be the bookkeeper and the accountant? And the answer is absolutely not. Okay. And that's where the role of the accountant has gotten skewered. Yeah, because some people don't know the difference. Yeah, because, you know, it, it, they used to, you know, 25 years ago. But now, so, you know, usually somebody brings their books, their, their checkbook or whatever to their accountant. And, yeah, their accountant's doing the bookkeeping. And guess what? I, I charge $400 an hour. You want me to do your books for $400 an hour? Right. No, you want to get one of my bookkeepers to do And I don't want to do the bookkeeping. 
So now, you know, and I'm at, I'm at the high end of, of what I charge, what accountants charge. But now imagine if, you know, you get a bookkeeper doing your books for, let's say, five or ten hours a month. So you're paying them an amount. Now you could hire your accountant to take you forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know, I would say a good accountant is going to, you know, go anywhere from 175 to 300 dollars an hour. Okay. Now, the, I hope that answers your question. It does answer my question. So, we did talk about what the role of the accountant used to be, what it should be. So, explain to people, since we know the accountant and the bookkeeper are not the same thing, what exactly is the bookkeeper doing? Okay, so what the bookkeeper has to do is make sure that all of the transactions are compiled, okay? And when I say all of the transactions, that means that there is a system in place so that, you know, and a lot of times the entrepreneur is their own worst enemy. Uh, so when the bookkeeper does their job, and this is what I train my bookkeepers to do, you're not just compiling the numbers. You're, you're the eyes and ears of the, of the business owner, and you're the go-between to the accountant. So you, the bookkeeper is an integral part of the, the whole system. Right. Okay. So really what the book, and this is what I teach my bookkeepers, you have to make sure you've compiled all of the transactions. You have to identify them put them into the right categories, and reconcile the accounts. That gives you what you call, what we call an unadjusted trial balance, and that's what the accountant then should be working with. Right. Because the, for people who, who go cross-eyed with accounting terms, like I sometimes do, I, I've had to force myself to learn a lot of this, right? Because you have to... You have to know, if you want to be a business owner, you have to know how the various aspects of your business work. Especially, like you said, in the beginning, you end up doing this stuff yourself. Um, so I did have to teach, you yeah, know, okay. learn a lot well, of this language. It but it's like a whole other language. Yeah. And it's a whole number, a whole other way of sort of looking at numbers sometimes for people. Yes, and I'll give you a very good example. If you look, at, there is not one successful business owner, not one successful entrepreneur that does not know their numbers. Right. Now, this is another thing that Larry Broughton talks about. And any successful entrepreneur, they know their numbers. They know what a balance sheet is. They know what cash flow is. So you have to, yeah, you have to educate yourself a little. Yep, you have to, you have to learn this, uh, this language this finance language to an extent so that all of these numbers make sense to you so that when you you are handing things off to a bookkeeper and you are working with accountant you understand the impact of of many of these things that they're they're working from otherwise you yes, can't make intelligent what, what decisions I, what i Exactly. You know, and I, if I told you, you know, some of the things that the horror stories i i see, you know, i had i've I have a client who I just dropped. They were doing $8 million a year in revenue. They're losing money. They're about to go bankrupt. And it's all because the owner just makes decisions. He'll go out and spend a quarter of a million dollars without even talking to me. Right. And, and that put them, they're going to go bankrupt. Uh, and that's a great cautionary tale because I, I hear too many business owners, they do this in, in their marketing too. They use anecdotal evidence to make decisions from as opposed yeah. to data and it's it's true it's hey. true with your money and it's true with your marketing that you just because you think something is a certain way doesn't mean the numbers prove that out you need the actual numbers the data to yeah. see what reality is not what your personal reality that you see is you bring out a this is a great point and this is what i what I teach people. And let me point out, you know, my, my courses aren't only for people that want to learn bookkeeping or be, become a bookkeeper. I believe, you know, my core curriculum, which is a, a four week, you know, eight live uh, online course, uh, 
it's something that every business owner should take. And what I teach people there is bookkeeping and accounting is a science. There's no emotion involved. That's there's a great point. There's not supposed to be because business is an emotional action. You know, we have to be passionate. Uh, you know, it would be stupid to, to think that there is no emotions and feelings involved. You know, every successful entrepreneur, it's got to start with some kind of passion. But what my job is, is to bring them back down to earth. <laughs> you know, I like to say entrepreneurs are delusional. Right. Uh, and we are because we do things that, you know, think about Thomas Edison again. Who, and I know you mean that in a good way. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, we're dreamers. We're, and, you know, we don't take no for an answer. Listen, I'm doing it no matter what. And we need people like that. But we can, and that's one of the reasons why businesses fail, because they wake up and they base it on how they feel that day. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm feeling positive. I can go out and spend $200,000 on a truck that I don't even need. Right, or something that you know. the neighbor said or a friend. Exactly. And they take that to mean, oh, the whole world is thinking this way, and that's that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. It's, it's probably rarely the case <laughs> yes yeah, so, yeah so you know people you know i'm often the bearer of bad news but i look at myself as actually as a scientist i'm going by the facts you know there is no emotion in in a number right, i mean right, you can get right. emotional about it but listen you can't argue with me that the check you just wrote for $1,000 is $1,000. It's not 900 I don't care how you feel about it. Right. You know what? I have uh, a couple more questions for you, but I want to okay. take a quick break. Can you hold on? Absolutely. Perfect. You are listening to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business, with my guest today, Joe DiChiara. He's a CPA and an entrepreneur. And he's giving us a lot of gold nuggets about how to um, how to be thinking about our business finances. And I've got some important questions for him when we come back. So hold on. I feel so close to you right now. Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Once there was a smart baby boomer that loved her business. She knew that to grow it, she would need marketing. So she went for a search on the internet and came across all sorts of social media. She went on all the sites and opened accounts, but after starting profiles on all of them, she began to feel overwhelmed. To do all the marketing experts told her to do was just too big a task. She needed a change. Because she was a smart entrepreneur, she chose two of the popular social media sites to market her business. But after months and months, it didn't seem to make any difference. And she saw other savvy business owners using different sites here and blogging over there. When suddenly, she noticed more clever baby boomers going to iKalen.com and leaving so happy, she just had to see for herself. iKalen.com helped her make a marketing plan to grow her business that wasn't too big and wasn't too little. It was just right. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Hey now, it's Kaylin Amadio, and you've been listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my guest today, Joe DiChiara. He is the founder of Bedrock Bookkeepers Online Academy, and we've been talking about that, 
the role of your accountant, the role of your bookkeeper, the fact that uh, the books don't lie is basically what Joe's been telling us. A thousand dollars is a thousand dollars. You can't pretend it's eight hundred and fifty. It's you know the numbers are the numbers, and that's that's part of what a, having a good accountant and uh, a good bookkeeper can help you keep track of, so that you can actually make good decisions about your business so that you can move it forward. And that sort of leads me to to the my next question, which is the opposite. Joe, why do you think most small businesses fail? Okay, well, that's not you. You have some really good questions today. And <laughs> not you making me think, and I, I love that. My, my juices are flowing now. Uh, I could tell you absolutely, you know, and it goes back to the mindset uh, why businesses fail is a simple lack of focus. I believe that's the number one reason mm-hmm. that they fail. And they, they fail because, and this is more of a philosophy than, than, uh, than a fact, uh, people go into business for the wrong reason, which is just to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I could say this, this, this is more of a, you know, what is success, you know, and that, that's a, that has to be determined by, by the individual. But the businesses that really succeed, and when I say succeed, I mean they reach their full potential and then some. Right. Those are the businesses that have a purpose, you know, a, a real passion and a purpose. It's not just about the money. Okay, so I, I'm willing to buy that. But earlier in the interview, you also told me that you're not a big believer in, in having a, a formal business plan. Isn't figuring some of this out part of the business plan process? Oh, yeah. I, the, the operative word there is formal. Okay. So, okay, anyone can Google a business plan and you can find tons of templates and it's full of information. You know, I've looked at them and it makes me nauseous just to think about having to fill out all of this seemingly unimportant information. That's not the kind of stuff you're talking about. Right. So I have a very simple business plan, Mm -hmm. you know, and it starts with, you know, what do you think about when you wake up in the morning? What drives you? Okay, and if it's like for me, it's helping entrepreneurs succeed. Right. Now, I love business. I love, you know, I've studied success, Napoleon Hill, Wallace Waddles, you know, even Tony Robbins. What makes, what, what is that deciding factor that separates the, and when I say fail, I mean, you know, people that not necessarily go out of business, but just struggle to survive right you know they're still in business but believe it or not so many businesses actually operate below the poverty level Hmm. that's not a successful business right so you know if you start with that uh okay this is what drives me and then you got to say okay what tools do i have to make this happen i happen to be an accountant that's what I'm trained in. I'm very good at it. I'm good at the numbers. I know how to set up a bookkeeping system. So that's what I'm using. And it took me a long time to, to realize this. Uh, that's what I'm using to help people succeed. Right. You know, I think that's sometimes a difficult concept, especially for people who are starting uh, their own businesses for the first time. They may have worked for decades. For yeah. someone else. They're not new to business per se, but they've never had to run a business. And sometimes it sounds really sort of um, new agey when, yeah. when you talk to coaches and they say, what, you know, what, why do you do what you do? What's your, I always call it the big why. What's your big why? And, you know, what does your day look like when you get up in the morning? And all these sort of exercises that anyone who's gone through any sort of coaching does. And and some people who who don't necessarily have ever been turned on to coaching or think it's all just so much hooey, right? They think it's silly. 
But what you just said sort of proves that point. You gave us a very broad scope of, you know, you get up in the morning and it really energizes you to think about helping entrepreneurs. Now, that's a very broad statement, helping entrepreneurs. I mean, there are a gazillion ways to help entrepreneurs. But then your next statement is what made the difference, right? I have a skill set. I'm a very good CPA. This is what I know. This is what I do. I'm excellent at it. I'm going to use my skill set to help entrepreneurs. And that's the piece that a lot of small business owners miss. And then they get caught in the hamster wheel. And then like what you're saying, they sort of are existing below the poverty level as a business. Yeah, can I make a point here? Because sure. it's, it's very important. I didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, this is how it's going to work. It's taken me years to get to this point, to come, and I'm still learning. Right. Yeah, and what I did was I said, I woke up one day and I said, you know what? This isn't working the way I thought it would. Maybe I need to, to start educating myself and hiring a business coach. Right. You know, and listening to people like Larry Broughton, who says, serve first. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go into a, a client saying, how much money am I going to make? You go in there saying, how can I help this person? Right. You know, it takes years. It, it you know, really does. A lot of hard work. Yeah, hard it really work. does. And I, I agree with you totally. So I have one last question before I'm going to let you go on with your day helping other entrepreneurs besides me and, and my listeners. Okay. So why don't you give us your top three tips as small business owners who are, who are just starting out people who have finally woken up and said, I need to be the boss of me. I have a passion. I have an expertise. I want my own business. What top three tips would you give us? You know, this, this is simple, but, and it might seem like I, I, you know, pre-recorded this, but I, I live this. And this is how I start off every day. Number one is begin with the end in mind. Okay. What am I trying to accomplish? Number two is focus. I need to focus on that that objective and how am I going to get there. And the last is something I've already mentioned, which is tenacity. Once I know what my end game is, nothing is going to stop me. Right. And if, if I could add a caveat to those tips, if you find that you've fallen off the wagon, so to speak. Which you will. Which you will, right? Don't beat yourself up about it. Just turn around, dust yourself off, get back in the wagon and say, okay, where was I headed again? Let's, let's keep going. Absolutely. Yeah, don't I let get, it discourage you. I get knocked off the, the, the beam all the time. And that's why I have business coaches. Right. Exactly. They belong to a mastermind group. Exactly. And those those things are tremendously helpful to have other people. You know, that that's you, you cannot build a business alone. You can't do you it cannot. yourself. Absolutely not. You need other people to help you, whether it's just with ideas, somebody to talk to, you know, someone who's been through it before, a mentor. There are lots of different people. And it doesn't have to be one person. It can be several different types of people that fill different holes in you know your thinking or your expertise in yes. the matter as you move forward i'll give you an example you know one of the, my biggest uh contributors to to my success today is my mother mm-hmm. believe it or not. not because she was my mother because when i you know she was the first person i ever taught how to do the bookkeeping system uh-huh. and she was coming up with ideas without even realizing it because she was looking at it from a whole different perspective. Right. So, you know, it can come from any place. Right. And that's the magic of working with other people is sometimes the less they know about your industry or your business, um, the better they can solve problems for you because they're not constrained by the way things are. Exactly. The way, you know, I'm using my, my air quotes, right? They're not yeah. constrained by that. So they don't see the, those obstacles, and they just blow right by them. And it's right. very refreshing to see how. You know, I, I'm sure you've heard this term, but, uh, you know, think like, like an eight-year-old. Mm. You know, they don't have any preconceived notions. They haven't been taught that you can't do anything. Right. You know, so. That's a great thing to tell yourself, too. When you're, you're in the middle of a struggle, 
okay, you know, what would someone who doesn't understand the word no or can't, yeah. what would they do to solve this problem? You know, so that would be great. The end of the day, Kayla, and I know that we have to go soon, but at the end of the day, you got to be having fun. Yes. If you're not having fun, then you got to get into something else. Yeah. Otherwise, what was the point, right? Exactly. So where can people find you? I, I, I know that they can find you online. Go ahead and, and tell us where they should be looking. Well, you know, uh, bedrockbookkeepersonlineacademy.com, but that's a really long URL. And it's <laughs> actually... My friend uh, Craig Doeswald, you know, believes in that. You got to get the domain name of your company. Right. But an easier way is just go to bookkeepingtrainer.com. Okay. How about this one? JoeBookkeeper.com. <laughs> I got to write those down. Hold on. I didn't know I was going to write things down. Joe Bookkeeper. I like that. Yeah. Joe Bookkeeper. And people listening you know that you can always come back to actlocalmarketing.com and you can search for joe di chiara or uh bookkeeper just look up the word bookkeeper and this particular episode will always pop up if you're not available to write something down now and you'll be able to find these links in the notes for this particular show so don't don't panic i always say if you're on the treadmill don't get off i want to see you finish your workout but know that you can always come back and get uh these links like joebookkeeper.com and of course bedrock bookkeepers online academy and the others that joe has mentioned joe it's been lovely speaking with you today it's been it's been a pleasure i've had a lot of fun and i always learn from my guests which is one of the reasons why i choose to be a podcaster is that i get the benefit of uh, learning new things from experts isn't that great i know that's what's in it for me that's why i do it and then i like to share it with everyone else and you know every tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m eastern time you can get a new episode like uh, like this one with joe where you're going to get some golden nuggets from experts who like joe you know they want to help entrepreneurs succeed and they each have their own expertise and they share that expertise with us and we get our our little golden nuggets as i always call them so that we can incorporate them into our businesses and all keep moving forward together. And uh, I'm a big believer that if all small business owners understand all these various aspects of how to run their businesses, we'll solve any problems that our economy has, regardless of what our government is up to. It will all just flow <laughs> like it's supposed to. So, Joe, thank you again. And thank after, you. Sure. I'm glad that you could be with us and everyone. Until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.